Well, they have to have kids, otherwise they're not a dad. Well, yeah. Can you I... can you be a dad without having kids? Mm, you can be a daddy. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to episode sixty-nine of Imperial Hearts. Imperial Hearts is a Star Wars podcast hosted by your local Toronto friends, Jamie. Local Toronto friends? What was that for? I don't know. Just... Mixing it up today. Okay. Don't let me stop you. Keep going. <laughs> Jamie and and Dana. And uh, we're here to talk about all things Star Wars. That's right. From from our local city of Toronto, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about the whole galaxy. So, what do we have for the listeners this week? We have some fun stuff for the listeners this oh, week. Oh yeah, we got some real real good stuff this week. Um, why don't we, like, Lee, we have some news. Mm-hmm. Battlefront news other news yeah um i'm really the thing i'm most excited about this week is to talk about um inferno squad yeah the battlefront 2 novel by christy golden yep it's the first episode of the inferno inferno club inferno squad club we're doing a lot of hand gestures this week (laughs) you can't see it no we're doing like so many hand gestures this week okay um inferno squad yeah inferno club dying to talk about it clone corner Mm mm-hmm some news. Okay. Some mystery topics. Let's get into it. Let's get right into that. Okay. Let's, let's take a big scoop. Okay. What's the scoop of the week for you? Number one scoop of the week is leaked images from Return of the Jedi, whatever is the new movie's called. Last Jedi. Last Jedi. Mmm. Do you want to see them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I have them right here for you. Leaked images. Oh, I did see this. New costumes. New Snokes. Oh, I, I've seen a lot of people making he, Snoke jokes. Doesn't he look gross? A lot of people... Okay, so I saw one. Where is this picture of Snoke with um, Tilda Swinton from Doctor Strange? It was like, <laughs> Snoke's real identity confirmed. The ancient one? Yeah, yeah, because yeah, he's yeah. got the same robe thing. And then there's another one where it was a picture of Joe Castanew, because she also mm, has the gold robe, mm-hmm. and she's old. So they were like, Snoke's true identity confirmed. But like, kind of hot though. <laughs> when you block, you block, you block. She was blocking Snoke's like the half of Snoke's face. That's all gross. It's like melting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he kind of looks like a Voldemort a little bit. But like, kind of a hot Voldemort though. <laughs> I think Voldemort was kind of hot, like without like, if he had a nose or whatever. He's like Ray Fiennes. Oh, he's a bit. Are you saying he's Ray Fiennes? Uh. <laughs> Um, there's gonna be a lot of bad jokes this week. Okay, yeah, I did Quest- see. Question. Yeah. Do you think we're gonna get some sort of um, Batman villain esque um, origin story for how that happened to his face? Uh, based on what Ryan Johnson said about not Snoke- this movie, not this oh, movie. Eventually, I think next movie. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah, what Ryan Johnson said was that we're not getting any. He's like, I didn't really get into Snoke. Yeah. Unless he was just saying that. Maybe. He's the trick. He's one of the tricksters. Yeah, one of the movie tricksters, Ryan Johnson. (laughs) What? Nothing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, probably in a in a comic book. Yeah, the Snoke backstory comic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, it's like it's so distinctive that like because it's like exactly half of his face. Yeah. No, we probably will. It makes me think that they're going to be like, oh, one time he fell in a a vat of the dark side. Yeah. And it melted his he, face he, off. He he fell in a tank of, like, anti-Bacta. 
Andy Bacta. They're going to, like, invent that. You know what's interesting, though, is that his eyes are blue and not yellow. Mm. So he's not, he's not like, a dark sider. Right. He's not That's a... true. Yeah. That's true. He's very white. Yeah. But very, he... Very is, pale. Do we think he's a human? He doesn't really look like a human. Apparently oh, he's, he's, like, seven feet tall. Yeah, I've heard he's not a human. I heard that's been confirmed. Hmm. Although, maybe not actually confirmed. I mean, right. he could be, though, right? Like... Yeah. He kind of looks like he could have been a human. Yeah, but he's also some, super tall. Some humans are seven feet tall. That's true. That's true. Not many. Maybe in space they are. That's true. Um, okay, so what else you got? Did you want to see all the other pictures? They're Ray's just, they're new all... costume, Kylo's new costume. Kylo's costume really looks like Vader's, doesn't it? Mm, mm-hmm. Like the cape and like just the like padded arm. Yeah stuff and then like fucking Kylo's hair looking pretty greasy pleather pants yeah there's some mom troopers right yep um Kylo troopers Phasma Phasma trooper the audience can't see any of these pictures but a Luke yeah looks like he's from Lord of the Rings yep standing on a box I'm sure that'll be fixed in post Kylo, Kylo's got some fucking Anakin Skywalker um, mm. uh, boots going on there. Mm-hmm. He looks, he looks so concerned. Yeah, he's got kind of a Krennic cape thing going on. Or Same like kind a, of material. The, the, oh yeah, yeah, true. His lightsaber looks very different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kylo's wearing like a tarp. Yeah. What else you got? I think you. you why don't you? Okay. You do this one. So I think you, you're gonna say the same thing I am. Okay, yeah. It was confirmed that Kieran Gillen is taking over writing the Marvel Star Wars comic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm, mm-hmm, confirmed mm-hmm. that he's writing one of the stories in um, Operation Blue Milk. Whatever, a certain point of view. Mm-hmm. So I think we should just call it Operation Blue Milk. That sounds, yeah. sounds way better. The 40th anniversary 40 short stories collection. He's also writing one of those. Which Makes is, sense. Yeah, which is that cool. He would be. It's cool because uh, all the writing we've read of his has been comic book scripts. So yes, far. yeah, it'd be cool to see his prose to see him write um, a short story. That would be cool. Um, Maybe it'll be an after short story. You never know. Yeah, I wonder. Uh, he's is he still so if he's writing Star Wars is he also writing Afra still I think so he can handle both yeah he's a superstar superstar Kieran Gillen um so how how long are these short stories going to be if there's forty of them I don't know they haven't like I don't think they've shown a picture of the book yet like how big it is I think it's it's quite large like it's not it's like a tone it's more like a coffee table book size like I think it's a little bigger mm. than a normal hardcover mm-hmm. so probably there'll be I mean at least probably 10 pages each probably be like 400 pages like not micro fiction yeah short story fiction yeah I don't know what you yeah like a chapter mm-hmm. cool cool all right so the next big, big, big news of the rest of the show is about Battlefront 2 and all of the data mining. Yeah. So, so I didn't see any of this. So some of it is spoilers for the story, and I mm-hmm. think we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. I opted not to be spoiled. I was spoiled, and I kind of, I was like, do you want to know? And you were like, not really. Yeah. But let me tell you. Okay. There's a lot of story. Mm. Exciting. And some things that you will definitely like. Mm. 
Mm. That are good. Nice. Nice. Um, but other than that, I feel I don't feel too guilty about spoiling like the locations that have been datamized. Sure. Um, so we're getting, I think these ones were all in the trailer. We're getting Naboo, Kamino, Yavin 4, Hoth, Endor, Vardos, Jakku, Takodana, and Starkiller Base. Nice. In addition to those that were in the trailer, we also are getting Bespin, Sullust, Death Star 2, mm. which I'm guessing is probably a space map. Right. Um, Athula and Fondor. Hmm. You might be wondering, why are these Lord of the Rings locations in Star Wars? Um... So, Athula and Fondor are are unique to the single-player campaign. Ooh, interesting. So, they're locations that are established in the single-player campaign along with Vardos and Pilio. Cool. Pilio. Hmm. The Pillow Planet. Um, ah, oh, shit, I really want to talk about this, but I can't. Mm. It's real bad. Bad, mm. real bad spoilers. Um, there's a twist. That's all I'm going to say. Ooh. <laughs> nice. I am so hooked for this, you guys. You're going to like it. I'm super hooked. Yeah. So, I mean, if you do want to know the spoiler, um, check out StarWarsNews.net. We'll provide a link to it, and you can read it if you want. Cool. Um, Otherwise, we'll have to wait till November. That's right. Ourselves. Otherwise, you can wait till November. Uh, yeah, that's all the news I got for this week. Cool. So, what is our special special mystery topic? Mystery topic for the audience this week. Now, some people would tell me that this is not a Star Wars topic. Right. What would you say to those people? I would say anything can be a Star Wars topic from a certain point of view. <laughs> I could see that coming like a <laughs> mile away. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to be talking about um, kind of kind of talking about the video game Dream Daddy. Mm-hmm. You may have heard about it. You, you may, have, may you may not have. It's kind of big on the internet right now. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, it's a dating sim, mm-hmm. but instead of playing like anime characters or pigeons, um, you play a daddy, mm-hmm. and you date other daddies. Yeah, like actual daddies. Yeah, like actual with, with da- children. Yeah, actual dads, yeah. and you date other dads. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it's really good. Neither of us have actually played it. Not yet. I'm going to be playing it this weekend, but um, this topic has spawned from a text conversation we had where I was like, why don't you just read it? Okay, so I just get, I get this text message at work. I'm having a meeting. I glance over and I get this text message. Uh, Okay, so imagine Dream Daddy, but Star Wars. And then we've got Empire Dads. Who are our Empire Dads? Um, Vader. Uh, Tarkin, Krennic, and um, we have, I, I suggested Veers, but then mm-hmm. you said maybe Admiral Versio was actually yeah. a better, better choice. Yeah. And we all have Rebel, rebel Dads. Yeah. Why don't you say the Rebel Dads? Okay, so we've got Galen Urso, Bail Organa, Saw Gerrera, and Admiral Akbar. Who's canonically gay, as we've st- yeah, established. Yeah, of course. Um, and I think when I was making up this list, I was very careful that these were not just daddies, but actual dads. So Krennic was the the father of the Death Star. Right, okay. So technically a dad. Right. Um, Galen Urso, a dad. Bail Organa, also a dad. A dad. Saw Gerrera, a dad in spirit. Yeah. Um, Admiral Akbar, maybe a dad. Probably a dad. Yeah. The dad of the fleet. 
Right. What What is Tarkin the dad of? Is he the other Death Star dad? No, he's, he's like a granddad. He's got kids. Well, we made that up. That's not real? No. <laughs> really? Yeah, no, we made that up. Oh, that makes me really sad. Well, he doesn't have anybody because he's a jerk. He's a well, he's the he's other. He's the other... <laughs> He's the other dad of the Death Star. Thing. Right. When when uh, Krennic and Galen are so split up. He gets custody. Yeah. Tarkin yeah. takes custody of the Death Star. Precisely. Right. Okay. There's actually three dads. Then Galen's the third dad of the yeah. Death Star. Yeah. Galen and Krennic were the original dads of the Death Star. Yeah, exactly. The original three. Right. As they call them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so. And then you also said... There would be a light side and dark side component as well as the picking the dad component. Yeah, so I, th- I think this is really important to me. Is, um, so the way this game would go, I was just pitching the game, but then I was right. like, you know, this is actually a pretty compelling game concept. Mm-hmm. Um, so you start off and you build your character. Mm-hmm. And you can build a rebel character, a rebel dad. Like, you're also playing a dad. Okay. Just like in the game. Right. Right. Um, you can you can make a rebel dad or you can make an imperial dad. Right. And then you can choose your route, your route. Right. Your renegade or paragon. Basically, yeah. So it's it's like the difficulty, right? So like if you make a rebel character and you want to date like whatever, like um, Galen or so, mm-hmm. like he's available. True. You know, that's easy route. Right. Um, but if you're a rebel and you want to date Darth Vader. <laughs> right. Okay. Hard mode. Hard mode. Right. Right. Hard mode. Right. And like same same thing goes, you know, other way around. Right. If you're like um, Imperial dad and you want to date Saul Guerrera. Mm. Mm. Hard mode too, right? Yeah, that's tricky. It's tricky. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of uh, ways to navigate that game. And I think um, since you work at a game studio, you should... Go make this game right now. Right. I mean, none it, of it... It wouldn't infringe on the rights of two different properties. At, at all. At all. And I and I feel like... I mean, we can never live up to the greatest Star Wars game ever made. Darth Vader Hair Salon. Darth Vader Hair Salon is, is pretty up there. We reviewed that on the podcast. Uh, go Pod- check out that episode. number... Insert number here. And uh, that game was pretty amazing. So this would definitely be like that level of quality. Oh yeah, the, the graphics would definitely yeah. be um, um, made in Flash. Yep, I was th- okay. So, question about Paragon and Renegade yeah. in the Star Wars universe: Is the Renegade the Imperial and the Paragon is the Rebels? It depends on who you start as, I think. Mm. Right, because mm. it would be like right, relative to your starting relative position. to your starting alignment. That makes sense. Yep. Yeah, because when okay, so. <clears throat> Uh, you could even have a, a um, you could have in addition to like good evil, mm-hmm. you could have law chaos. Uh, law chaos. Yeah, that makes sense. So you know you could go with Sagarera, who's more like chaotic good. True. Or you could go with like Akbar, who's like lawful, um, good. lawful good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like same with like Vader and Krennic and stuff, right? Like Vader is like v- um, Vader's like neutral evil. Yeah. He's not really chaotic or or lawful. Mm-hmm. Um, and like Krennic is like chaotic evil. <laughs> Or like messy, yeah, yeah. I hot, think it, hot mess evil. I think the Empire doesn't have any any um, chaotic characters. It's just like messy. Yeah, it's, well, it's me- messy versus proper. Yeah, I feel like Admiral Versio. Maybe he's well. He, maybe he no. He's not lawful evil either. He's proper evil. Yeah, but he's also like neutral evil. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 
Well, wait, we don't even, we don't know that much about him yet. We did meet him, and he did want to give them some shifty undercover We missions. can't talk about that yet. Okay, That's okay. for the next segment. Okay. Um, so, Spoiler okay. Or- uh, yeah, so what I was going to say is I played The Old Republic, Star Wars The Old Republic, the MMO, mm. for a while. Right. And they also have light side, dark side points. You know, it's a Bioware RPG. Right. And, like, if you're a Jedi... You're playing a Jedi, and you do good things, but not Jedi code things. You get dark side points, right? Because it's Cause it's not it's not always the good thing to do to follow the Jedi code. Yeah, or it's not like bad. You you're know, not doing bad things, but the Jedi and the weird. Sith are, are not good and evil. They're they're no. law and chaos. Yeah, it's a really weird right. Um, the the light side dark side morality system in the Old Republic is really weird. Because it really is like following the rules or not. But even in the movies, it's like that. Yeah. Right. Like the the Jedi are more about like following the rules, and the Sith are about like evolving, which is mm-hmm. like chaos, right? Mm-hmm. Except for like in like you know, the Eridstredge, which is like Luke. Luke is more a, yeah. a good Jedi. Yeah. He's not about rules or chaos. He's about good. Yeah. So. I also said there was a bonus dad. Oh yeah, neutral route, which is Afra's dad. He's a secret, op- yeah. secret optional dad because he's a pretty odd dad. That's it's true. Yeah, so um, those are your dad options. Those are pretty good dad options. There's a lot of dads in Star Wars. I think that was the joke was that I was just yeah. like, shit. Star Wars has a lot of dads. Yeah. So we might as well make a game about it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about putting Obi Wan in there, but like Obi Wan's not really a dad. He's more like an uncle. True. He's a good uncle. Yeah. So I, he's I, in there. He's, like, maybe advising your character. Oh, yeah, he's your wingman, maybe. Yeah. You know, he's, like... Yeah, because you're a dad, so he's... Right. Yeah. He's not, like, your your mentor. He's, like, your wingman. Nice. If you're on the rebel side. Yeah. And then if you're... <laughs> so who would your equivalent one be if you were on the Empire maybe side? Maybe that's Veers. Oh, yeah, Veers. <laughs> Veers is your wingman? <laughs> yeah. yeah, right, because according to Wikipedia, or Wikipedia, he's, like, perfect in every way. So he's, right. like, he's always really good yeah. at getting the dads whenever he's at the dad bar. Right. Um, the Imperial dad bar. Imperial dad bar. It's called Imperial Dads. Right. Um, which is our spinoff podcast. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, so. I would play that game. I would play the heck out of that game. Yeah. So that wasn't really a discussion topic. That was more like a funny idea we had. Yeah, that was our pitch. We don't have any uh, Force Awakens era sequel trilogy dads. We'll have to wait. No. Um, Until we find out who Ray's dad dads. is. Yeah, because I guess you've got Luke. Han Solo is Han Solo. Dad. Yeah. Luke's not really a dad. Well, we don't know that yet. Luke might be a dad. Mm, I don't know. There's probably going to be more dads. We just have to... Snoke might be a dad. Snoke might be a dad. Ray's dad. No. I don't know. Just spitballing here. Unkar Plutt might be a dad. (laughs) Right. Ugh. No thanks. There's a lot of possible dads. That's true. Uh, Snap Buxley might be a dad. That's true. He's old enough. I don't Mm. think he is, though. Yeah, Canonically. Hey, Dana, what time is it? Come and watch a show with us. It's... Clone Corner. Okay, <laughs> welcome to Clone Corner. Today we're going to be talking about episodes 11, 12, 13, and 14 from 
season four of Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Yeah. Uh, so it was three a three episode arc plus a standalone. And the reason we did that was because right after this, there's a four episode arc. Right. So we didn't want to watch five episodes at the same time. Yeah. Um, what did you think? I thought it was pretty interesting. I did too. So um, it started off kind of slow. Yeah. Um, and kind of like uh, generic. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it was it was kind of a generic story where they get captured by slavers and. There's a whole arena subplot where they get forced to fight each other. Right. You know, typical, like, Game of Thrones type shit. Like, you know. like Yeah. Then they have to pose as slaves, and Anakin tries to infiltrate the slavers, and they're, like, hot cat people. I would characterize this episode as having a lot of japes. Yeah. There was plenty of japes in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, some classic moves. Um, posing as slaves. Yeah. Lightsaber shooting out of R2 into, like... like, Yeah, classic. Like, homages to those scenes from Return of the Jedi, stuff like that. Um, Some, like, cute kind of flirty interplay between the Queen and Anakin that I I was kind of into. (laughs) And then lots of interesting... And then on top of that, some... Where Clone Wars is... um, Every once in a while, Clone Wars will become self-aware. Oh yeah, and have some go commentary. For the, yeah, the go deep, for the deep yeah, commentary. Yeah, about the nature of the Star Wars universe and the sort of stuff we see in it. Definitely. So, um, I don't. That was probably that wasn't probably no. Is that a good enough synopsis, or should know. we actually give a synopsis? They they go to they go to a planet where there's Togruta, mm-hmm. and. The Togruta are, or at least the one Togruta who talks is like a weird caricature of like a Native American. Did you get that vibe? Oh, no, I didn't, but. I don't know. Let, let me, it was just the way he talked and the way they like sculpted his face mm. kind of thing. Could be wrong, but I mean, Clone Wars isn't above that. Yeah. Um, they have to go through all the accents they have, right? Yeah. So um, I didn't think it was that caricature-y, but it was definitely, that's the vibe I was getting. And there's these Igerians mm-hmm. who in the legends looked like Klingons. Oh, okay. So in legends, they have like horns on their head and like a ridged brow. Okay. And in the Clone Wars version, Dave Filoni made them look like coyotes. That's right. where he got the oh, inspiration. coyotes. I thought they yeah. looked like cats. He said coyotes. Okay. So they kind of did look like cats. Um, who are like notorious slavers have, mm-hmm. and who are part of the separatists. Right. Show up and they're trying to take over the Togruta. And then the Jedi come in and Anakin's mad because they're slavers and he mm-hmm. was a former slave. Mm-hmm. And there's some interesting layers to that. Yeah. And they rescue them, but they still capture all the Togruta. So they go to the Zygerian homeworld and pose as slavers. Yeah. But then they get captured themselves. Yep. And there's a whole scene where they try to break out, and there's fighting. And then the queen gets betrayed by Dooku, as everyone always does. Yeah. Why does anyone ever make deals with Dooku? Um, and then everyone eventually is okay. Yeah, Plo Koon comes to the rescue. As he does. Yeah. Another good Star Wars dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I thought it was an interesting arc. There was a lot of really cool little character interactions, and um, based on a comic, apparently. Oh, 
Interesting. Apparently there was a Clone Wars comic, and some of the episodes are adaptations of the comic. Oh, interesting. Yeah, weird, right? That's the kind of stuff you learn on Wikipedia. Yeah. I thought one of the things that was interesting, and in my opinion kind of bad interesting about this episode, I mean, there were a couple of things, but one of them at the beginning when Anakin tells... Anakin and Obi-Wan have a bit of a fight about who's going to go... Um, talk to the Zygerians and Anakin can't handle it because he hates slavers. So much. And he storms off and Ahsoka's all like, what's that about? Yeah. And then Obi-Wan's like, oh yeah, Anakin doesn't talk about his past, does he? And Ahsoka's like, no, he just said he didn't want to talk about it. And then Obi-Wan tells Ahsoka that Anakin and his mother were sold into slavery when Anakin was a child. And... He's having a hard time putting his past behind him. And so, listeners, longtime listeners of the podcast may remember the episode that we did that was all about Anakin Skywalker. We have a lot of feelings about Anakin Skywalker. We do, and his unresolved and uh, unhealed trauma. Yeah. Um, And I think this was like a really good um, illustration of what we're talking about, where Obi-Wan characterizes Anakin's deep, deep trauma as not being able to get over it. Oh, he was a slave. He just, he can't get over it. Um, And he's super, like, he's not... um, That's totally true. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty dismissive of it. And Ahsoka's like, oh, gee, you know, that's too bad. Um, (laughs) But... It's rough, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the way that it's clear that Obi-Wan thinks of Anakin as just not being able to get over it and that he should yeah. he should just be able to get over it even though he's been repeatedly shown to not have been given any support or tools to learn except yeah. for like the basic Jedi training which is telling you not to be attached to things. Yeah, cuz Obi-Wan doesn't understand. No. Like he can't relate to that. No. Where for him it's really easy to let go of things cuz he's never had anything to like like yeah. to keep to he, not let go of. Yeah, he, he's been in the Jedi Order since infancy. Anakin was like a 10-year-old. You know, he had yeah. a whole childhood before this. So I thought that was a an interesting moment for the narrative. Yeah, it was um, an interesting contrast. Where like, And then Anakin, again, it wasn't a man this time, but whenever a strong figure is presented, mm-hmm. you know, like the... The Queen of the Zygerians... Mm-hmm. Um, does understand him. Yeah. Because she understands slavery and... She can tell he was a slave. She can tell he was a slave. There's like a whole dynamic. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's kind of hot. <laughs> um, and uh, and by the end, she's like, you know, we're all basically slaves to somebody, aren't mm-hmm. we? Yeah, and he's like, I'm not a slave anymore. And she's like, aren't, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know... Um, where then again we're we're bringing up the idea that the Jedi have essentially no agency of their own beyond um, being attached to the Jedi Order. Yeah, I thought like um, the second episode I think is called "Slaves to the Republic," hmm. and it's about the Jedi. Being I think it slaves is called that. Republic. Yeah, and I thought it was interesting, kind of an interesting oversight that they don't use the opportunity to talk about the clones. Because I thought when I saw that title, Slaves of the Republic, I thought that's what it would be about. The clones weren't... There's only one clone. Yeah. And, yeah. 
and just, I, just Rex in this episode. Yeah, I thought it would be it, it was such a more direct parallel <laughs> yeah. to talk about the clones because they It's amazing they didn't talk really about it. They are. Yeah. Um literally are. Yeah. Um but they didn't really address it. It was sort of about the Jedi, which it, it's not was also not an invalid point. Um because Anakin does feel trapped by the Jedi order and he totally. deeply respects it and he deeply wants to be a part of it, but he also you know, he can't be open about his marriage, which ultimately brings down the whole order. Um, but, Definitely. you know, he often feels constrained um, by its boundaries and feels like he didn't really have a choice. Um, it's not literal slavery, obviously. The Jedi are um, ostensibly free to go at any time. They're not, though. But they're really not. No. So, I think that'll be an interesting place for us to get later in the series when Ahsoka is no longer part of the Jedi. I'm really curious to see how that goes. Yeah. And then we have um, the standalone episode. Yeah. Which is about Ahsoka and... Lux Bonteri. Lux Bonteri got in one. (laughs) Um... And Death Watch. Yeah. Um, a lot happened in this episode. Like, mm-hmm. it felt like I was like, shit, was that just one episode? Mm-hmm. It goes to show you what they can accomplish in just one episode. Like, yeah, I up, know. They always end up dragging out for three episodes. I feel like the same amount happened as in three episodes. Yeah. So there's like a whole political thing and Lux Bonteri. Who turns out not to be dead. Was he supposed to be dead? Okay, so Lux Bonteri was the kid on I remember, Canada. I remember. In, yeah, Space Canada. Space Canada. I remember Space and, Canada. And the Separatists, like, blew the planet up. And but I think he we th- survived. I think we thought his whole family got blown up. Right, but, but he survived. He survived. And his mom died, and he was mad about it. Yeah. Because he can't let go of things. Right? Yeah, God. Just get over it. Yeah. Uh, attachment. And um, so he shows up, and he tries to tell the rest of the separatists mm-hmm. the rest of the like good separatists yeah or like what we're supposed to the audience is supposed to see as the good separatists mm-hmm. tries to tell them that duke is a murderer and then duke tries to murder him yeah <laughs> but it, apparently it's all a plan to locate duku yeah because he's teamed up with death watch yeah and pre Vizsla. right silliest name ever yeah um and we have there's a whole thing with Ahsoka and Ahsoka's his wife and she's got a cute jacket. She did it's Snow Soka. Snow Soka is a good Ahsoka. Yeah. Um That's the best part of this episode. Ahsoka has a outfits, cute jacket. Yeah. Um There was uh, some cute droid bits in it too. Yeah. Oh uh, R two fixes some droids. And they help them out at the end there. There's some yikesy, like weird stuff when some she, really, really weird yike- gender gross stuff. Yeah, yeah. really yikesy gender dynamics turns out death watch misogynists yeah that's their main agenda <laughs> yeah clearly yep. they're like like a literal get back in the kitchen sort of oh thing. yeah literally very, very literally weird. get back in the kitchen that was mm. that was mm-hmm. what they were using they mm-hmm. stole stole women to cook for them yeah yeah i mean it was probably yeah no, yeah. It was probably like, uh, you know, kidnapping Princess Peach to marry her kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but let's not think about it. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, it was pretty pretty super gross. It was weird. I mean, I guess maybe the writer was trying to make us dislike Death Watch. Maybe, yeah. Um, which, you know, worked. Yep. 
but I feel like they didn't have to also made me dislike the writer so yeah um and i so remember if you are watching along with us listeners or you've seen clone wars already you may remember that lux bonteri and ahsoka were flirting in the episode where he was introduced quite a bit and so there's a lot of flirting in this episode too he was actually pretty cute in this episode he's cute but i also don't get it me neither. I'm like, you can no. do better, Ahsoka. Ahsoka can do way better. And she ke- he keeps. Um, she has way more hot friends than Lux. Yeah, he keeps like sort of betraying her. Like yeah, yeah. He's got his own agenda, and he's just keeping on that track. And definitely, he's the. He's not the Pita. He's the other one. Gale. He's Ga- the Gale. <laughs> In this situation. Right. That's, that's yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, yeah. In, like, young adult relationships, mm-hmm. there's only ever two. Right. It, you're either the Pita or you're the Gale. Yep, exactly. Or you're the, the Jacob or you're the Edward. Same, same, same thing. Yeah. But I like saying Pita, so. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you could, you could do, use either option. But, yeah. No, he's the wild card. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's supposed to be kind of, like, you know, sexy because he is... And dick to you, right? The right. Cl- classic trope. Yeah, he's he's weird. I don't get it. I don't either. He's weird. But uh, Ahsoka does. Ahsoka gets it. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> yeah. So and but she's got like she's got all these wonderful cute girls always around her. True. She's got Barris. A lot of people ship Barris and Ahsoka. Yeah, it's reasonable. But she gets to wear a cute snow hat. Worth it. mm Hmm. That was the best part of this episode. I said that already. Yeah, that was the best part of this episode. Yeah. We also saw the Darksaber again. Yeah. Makes me think that they're building up to um, something with Death Watch. uh, Satine's in this episode, too. Yep, that's true. Uh Yeah, I'm sure you're right. I bet there's going to be some... I know there's, like, more Mandalore stuff. Yeah, definitely. The interesting thing about Death Watch is that they're super misogynist. Mm Mm-hmm. But, like, there's a bunch of them who were women. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't get They're it. They're like one of the guys' women. I yeah, guess. they were. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, an archetype. Definitely an archetype for sure. For sure. I think Satine's sister is one of them, isn't she? Isn't Satine's sister um, um, a Bo Katan? A member of oh, Death maybe. Watch? Maybe. I don't remember. Bo Katan, also a good name. Mm hmm. Very Star Wars. Uh, yeah, so. Cool. Can we talk about the book now? Yes. All right. So welcome to the other corner of the podcast. It's the, the Inferno w- Corner. It's adjacent to Clone Corner. Right. Right. There's four corners of this podcast. Yeah, there is. There's the, the news, news corner, the main topic corner, mm-hmm. Clone Corner, Book Club Corner. That's right. Book Corner. And at the center of the podcast is laughs and good times. Yeah. Fun times with friends. <laughs> exactly. Your Star Wars friends. So, your Star Wars friends, Jamie and Dana, let's, yeah, let's had talk. a good time this week Holy moly. reading a new book. Yes, we did. So, this it's okay. This book is also a video game adaptation, sort of. It's a prequel. It's the diametrical opposite of the last book we yes, read. Yes, it could be it it couldn't be more different from the last Battlefront book that we read. Even though it shares 
a title. Yes. Partially. Oh, Suzanne uh, would like to put forth Battlefront Tiresome Company <laughs> as the pun for pretty good. that P- book pretty, being bad. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, this book couldn't be more different than that book. It's true. This book is g- good old front. <laughs> yeah. In- Inferno. Yeah, it's great. Inferno, because it set my heart up on fire. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Like, I, I was texting. I tried yeah. not to text you too much. Cause we, yeah. We didn't want to talk about it before the podcast. Yeah. But, like, I was having so much fun. Um not listening reading this book Mm -hmm. that my face was like my cheeks were burning yeah i was it was so good i was reading it earlier this week and you were like i haven't started it yet no spoilers don't text me and it took everything i had not to text you like every five minutes about this book because it's just a joy Mm -hmm. um to read this book where do we even start well, I know one summary to start, which yeah. is... Let's let's talk about this certain stuff before spoilers. We can right. give a, syno- yeah, this a synopsis. Is, yeah, and, this is not yeah. spoiler territory. So yeah. when in our New Year's episode, we had Star Wars wishes for 2017. This one fulfills them all. Yeah, my star, one of my Star Wars wishes for 2017 was give a TIE pilot a face. 20... 20- Oh yeah, twenty K sixteen, twenty K seventeen. She's got a good face. Um, and this, like, this is what that book is about. Pretty much, she's like the Tie Fighter pilot who escaped from the Death Star. Yeah, the one survivor. Yeah, and like the other guy is also um, a pilot. That's true. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And, one. Yeah. And she, yeah, she was like a Sundir fell. Yeah, like yeah, totally. She was the elite, you she's know, a, unmatched the Tie Fighter cannon soon to your fall. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, totally. So it was. I was like, no, this is everything I wanted. This is what I it's wanted. It's the whole meal. It's yeah, a, it's everything. It has all of the obscure references. Yep. It has the deep cuts. It has the you know like Alderanian wine. Yeah, it you has know. the imperial cuties. Everyone's so hecking cute. Yeah. And they, it's like, oh, okay, this is, okay. I mean, we should put a spoiler warning here now. Okay. So if you haven't read this book, best book of the year? So far, yeah, absolutely. So far, this is up there for me with like Lost Stars, mm-hmm. Bloodline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for me, it's because the author. Mm. Christy Golden is a really good author, and I've read a lot of her other books. Like Dark Disciple is also kind of like this. Right where it's just the way she writes mm-hmm. is really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I think this is not a spoiler to say this, but mm-hmm. like in the first hundred pages, you get um, a wedding heist. Classic. And, and like um, an Avengers style scene where like everybody's, yeah. everybody's being like um, recruited from their specialist positions. Yeah. Um, there's like, it's just really fun. Yeah. Um, there's Super a- fun. There's a lot of there's real, a pirate heist. Too. There's a pirate heist. What's the, what's their first mission? It's the also, first mission is the wedding episode. Oh, it is. Where yeah, they, the, yeah. The they first infiltrate is the, a wedding and they all have to get dressed up fancy. It's a, it's a, go you, to a party. You, 
in a typical book, you got to wait till the middle of the book to get that. Yeah. In this book, you that's the main, the, f- the first course. Yeah. So I can't wait to see what the main course is. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess the main course will be infiltrating the partisans. True. Or the dreamers. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, so like... Very excited about this book. All the characters are super cute. Um, we were a bit worried because two of the main characters are like generic white dudes. Mm-hmm. Chad and Mark. But they ended up being super tra- Oh my god, Chad and Mark are so cute. <laughs> they're adorable. Yeah. And and they're really distinct from each other. Yeah, they are. Um, all the characters. Um, sometimes what I found in a lot of these Star Wars books is that when you have a team of characters, mm-hmm. it's hard to distinguish them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we have a team of four characters, and even though two of them kind of look exactly the same, mm-hmm. their personalities are really different. Yeah. One is kind of like the jokester, and one yeah. of them is kind of the cocky asshole. Yep. Um, like, their characters are really colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have, like, the... Um, I really like Aiden. Yeah. Um, and I really like... Uh, Sane. Sane a lot. I like that Aiden is the main character, mm-hmm. and she's deeply flawed. Yeah. And messed up. Yeah. Super um, messed up. Super messed up. I was not expecting that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm really curious to see where that goes, mm-hmm. because she has, like, this extreme PTSD. Yeah. And also a lot of family issues that, like... Yeah. Um, kind of, like, pervade everything. Yeah. She's, like, um... She has, like, her father, you know, is a, is now an admiral uh, in the Imperial Navy. Did he's, we put our spoiler warning Yeah, in? we did. Okay. Um, so we can talk about this stuff. She's, uh, she grew up on this, like, Imperial propaganda planet. Her mother is a propaganda artist. That was a cool touch. Yeah. I like that. Um, her mother and father divorced when she was five, and her father does not, like... He has not been a father to her. No, it's she, very obvious. There's this one scene because this is all spoiler territory. We, yeah, there's we can talk about that it. scene where um, she's talking about uh, the wet the wedding heist. There's the father of the bride, and Sane says, you know, she feels kind of bad that they are blackmailing the father yeah. because he clearly really loves his daughter, and they kind of use that to and and Iden is like, wow unrelatable content <laughs> because imagine what that would feel yeah, like yeah she thinks about how her she can't imagine her father having held her when she was a baby and she can't ever remember him touching her um yeah and like she wants to be leader of inferno squad because she so badly needs to be good and needs to succeed and needs him to approve of her like it's just a classic like that that um overachiever because she's desperately trying to fill this void that is empty because her parents didn't love her it's really um relatable yeah i um yeah it's really like really heavy and Mm. what i like is that the story is like kind of a fun caper type story yeah and they're like the special forces that get sent in. To, so it's like, it gives the author license to send them on wacky missions. Mm-hmm. But like, there's all this really dark subtext. Well, and it's, yeah, it's the Empire. It's like, the Empire, yeah. It's, it's yes. dark. So like, they're joking around. They're like, let's go on this wedding mission. But mm-hmm. then like, the next chapter is like, 
like, oh, but we're going to need to, like, ask one of you to mutilate yourself for the so, next mission. So that you can fit in better. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, um, I, lo- I think this book is really interesting. Like, mm-hmm. that, that scene where, um, yeah, Sane is having to, being asked to, um, like, they're going to have to, like, surgically mutilate her to make her look like she's been a slave mm-hmm. so that she can, like, go undercover. Yeah. It's... And she's the like the creepy part is she appears to be fine with it. Yeah, and Sane she's just used has, to it. Has so we've had point of view from Aiden, Chad, and Mark. Okay, wait. Okay, we should just agree right now. Are we going to call them by their real names? Because if we don't. We should I, call them by their real names. Okay, so Gideon is Chad, Dell is is Mark. Yeah, Gideon so and Dell. Gideon and Dell. So we've had um, point of view sh- scenes from Aiden, Gideon, and Dell's point of view. We have not had one from Sane's. Isn't her intro scene from her point of view? No, it's from Aiden's. Aiden sees her. Oh. And thinks about like how small and cute and sweet no, she we seems. Have a we have a point of view that's just from her hers before that. What happens? She gets the note from she gets recruited. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah she so, gets recruited. Right. So there's a it's little It's not very long. There is yeah. a tiny point of view. But I don't think we're gonna get a yeah, lot Aiden, of her point of view. Aiden's like, Wow, she's really small and cute, I wanna protect her. Yeah. <laughs> um but although I think there's the romance is going to be between Aiden and Dell. Yeah, Dell's got a thing for Aiden. Dell's got a thing for Aiden. Yeah. So it's like, and they don't usually set up these Chekhov's crushes without yeah. reciprocating them. Or or having there's going to be a confrontation about it at least. Or yeah, exactly. Um. But uh. Anyway. Yeah, so the scene about Sane maybe having to mutilate herself is from Aiden's point of view. Yes. And Aiden is like, whoa, messed up. Yeah, Aiden's having, Aiden's reacting to it appropriately. Yeah, but then she's like, I guess this is what we signed up for. Yeah. Um, And just has to sort of deal with that. And they're. It really creeped me out so much. It's really freaky. And they're all. the, The. So. One of the other interesting things about this book, this probably episode is going to be all over the place because we're too excited to it's make it in any coherent order. Um, they're all believers. Yeah, in the Empire. Yeah, and so they're all... They're not awful. No. But there is a... Um, it's different from the point of view we, uh, that we see in, like, Thane and Sienna from Lost Stars where Sienna was never that level of deep believer that Aiden is yeah yeah and like Aiden is bought in and so she Aiden's all the way in she she um like hates the rebels yeah and she thinks of it it was very very unfortunate that Alderaan had to be blown up because there were a lot of children there were a lot of civilians but she has no problem believing that the rebels got Alderaan blown up. Absolutely. And that if the rebels hadn't been aligned with Alderaan, Alderaan would have been fine. There's that there's that scene where she's she's like I think she says something in one of the scenes where she talks about wanting to she's like I want to like I want all of them to be dead. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. Where she's like I we I, I want to kill every one of these last rebels or something. Yeah. Like she's she's bloodthirsty. Like she is. She's, yeah. She's um 
Or she's on Yavin 4. Yeah. And she's wounded and she should really just be escaping. Yeah. But she felt guilty. She didn't murder Princess Leia while she was there. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, I could have. I saw her. Yeah. Um, And so she's, she's hard. She's, yeah. Um, She's, she's pretty messed up. I'm really interested to see where her character's going to go. And you know what I thought was, what I thought was unexpected, which I really liked, is so right at the beginning of the book we set up that gideon and Aiden are like best friends i like from that childhood. i really like that it's really dynamic it's, it's really nice classic they've got a, dynamic. a classic a rival best friend dynamic yeah it's very where, anime um Aiden yeah. is always outperforming him and he's a little resentful about it but he loves her so much that it's like okay you deserve it and if he's like you know if she didn't beat me every time i wouldn't be driven as hard yeah to, to yeah. also strive for it um, to be better yeah but one of the things i really liked about him that i wasn't expecting mm. is how much softer he is than her oh yeah he's and a total softy he's a soft boy he's he's like like he's always kind of taken aback at how harsh she is yeah and like, he wants to be he's like when he finds out she was injured and at the the death star and he finds out she's alive and he wants to talk to her and her dad's yeah. like what really you want to okay i guess so <laughs> and he's like well i have to pretend not to want to too badly or that'll seem weird right um but he's really excited and he wants to be emotional with her but she kind of shuts it down because she knows that's not proper yeah it's um, not regulation you know it's not imperial yeah um but he's always sort of having to check himself because he wants to be soft with her and she doesn't want him to be because they, mm. you know, it's regulations. And then Dell is a jokester. He's the jokester. Yeah. Of the Who, group. Yeah. He, and he's a little older than everybody else. He's the, he's the Michelangelo of this group. <laughs> right. And then Sane is the Donatello. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, I only watched that when I was a kid. And then, and then, yeah, no, it's true. And the the other dude is definitely Leonardo. And okay. Aiden is Raphael. Aiden is Raphael. Okay, classic. And Actually, no, Aiden's Leonardo. Okay. And then... Um, is Admiral Versio Shredder? Splinter. Splinter. Sorry. He's Splinter. Ugh. Why? It's, uh, I always found, even when I was a kid, Shredder's Shredder and Splinter... obviously Darth Vader. He's got yeah. the same helmet. Right, right. Of course. I thought those names were too similar when I was a kid. They are pretty similar. Um, anyway. I don't know if I even watched Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. I was like five or six. I yeah. don't remember. A kid. I was really I don't little. think I was the same. I don't think I was the right age for it. Um, yeah. So the characters are really interesting. And then yeah. Sane is the smart one. Yeah. Sane we, is the smart one. We haven't gotten a lot with her yet. She's interesting though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and they, they went out of their way that she's got... Just like uh, Eli, she's got epicant. I can't pronounce it. Yeah, the f- she's implied to. She's implied to be space Asian. Yeah, she's, to be Asian. So yeah. that's, that's good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm interested now. Yeah, just at the end of the episode, uh, the tr- uh, chapter we read, Dell was having some drunken feelings about Aiden oh, when yeah. he was by himself. <laughs> that was so. that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, he was thinking about how pretty the pirate captain was and. She's so pretty. She kind of reminds me of Aiden. I mean, what? <laughs> He's like, whoa. Whoa. Well, I didn't realize I had feelings. Yeah. I was like, well, that's the whiskey talking. <laughs> Jeez. There's a lot of drinking in this book. There is, actually. They, they yeah. drink they a drink lot. They drink a lot. Um, it's good. 
Yeah, they. I think. Um, I think it was really smart uh, to focus on missions where they go do stuff instead of fight stuff. Um, mm-hmm. That's a good point. I didn't think of that. Because there's there's like little bits of combat, but yeah. it, it's never um, long descriptions of fighting. Because mm-hmm. I clever. Yeah, it you certainly lose a portion of your audience doing long descriptions of combat. Yes. Especially when you could just play Battlefront 2 yes. get that instead. Okay, so the big question here. Okay. The elephant in the room. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've even been thinking about this. Okay. Will this book be like Catalyst? Is it half a story? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Or is it the first half of a story that will be concluded? In Battlefront. Or are we going to get a full character arc and then have there be... I mean, I know some spoilers. Right, you some, know some spoilers. spoilers. Okay, yeah, yeah. About Battlefront 2, that it seems like there will be some character development in those. Right. In there. I don't know. And will Sane survive this book? Because uh, she's, yeah, not, she's, she's not hasn't in been it. shown in Battlefront. She's yet. not in any of the marketing materials. No, no. I don't know. When the other I three happen. Yes, we know the other three are in Battlefront 2. They all have actors. I was looking at Dell's actor the other day because mm-hmm. I saw him tagged in a tweet. That guy is hot. Is that the older one? Yeah. Yeah, he's really hot. He's hot and like he's stupidly hot. His um, his model is not hot. No. But his actor is. You just got to picture them in the book as being kind of a fusion. Definitely of there. Yeah. yeah. Um, so something else I really wanted to talk about, which I think is um really to Christy Golden's benefit and credit and benefit because that I think was in Alexander Freed's um, disadvantage. I think he was working from a disadvantage that she didn't have, which is Rogue One has added so much to the Star Wars canon. Especially like, around this timeline. Yeah. yeah. Th- you know, think what you want about the movie itself as a movie, but the canon that it added to the universe substantial mm-hmm. a huge impact um yeah and i uh, the stuff that she's been using from rogue one there's a lot in of this it. book a lot of interesting bits yeah has been really yeah. cool and uh including little references like Dell was stationed on scarif as a shore trooper for a while i love that one of our main characters is a shore trooper yeah and then he, he even he mentions how everybody considered the it beach planet the vacation yeah. posting on Scarif, which is like a deep cut from like what the Visual Dictionary. Yeah, well, is that where that's from? It's just like, yeah, that makes sense because it was oh, like okay. a vacation planet. I thought that was actually from something where people were like, it's basically a vacation planet. Probably was in the Visual Dictionary, but but yeah, I mean that's obvious, right? Yeah, yeah, just from being there. So like all those little details and the way they talk about Galen or so having yeah. sabotaged the Death Star, and so they have to like. You know, pay attention to that. Keep an eye on that. Yeah. Did you uh, notice that Admiral Versio had, like, a flawless young Imperial twink as his aide, as is... <laughs> I, did not, I did not notice that. He was, like, the lieutenant who, like, answers the door for them into his office. And Imperial Iden, twink. Aiden thinks about how, like, literally perfect he is. That's our other spinoff podcast, Imperial Twinks. Right. And and it made me think about how 
um, Ray Sloan and Thrawn and Admiral Versio all have like they all have little little versions, little versions, yeah, little cute versions, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, as you do, yeah, you know, it's like Batman. Yep, that's the dynamic I was thinking of for sure. Well, what? What were you thinking of? Well, I wasn't thinking of like a father son dynamic. Well, I mean, I don't think of that as a. <laughs> I don't know who you're talking to here. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was a it was a, like a one line kind of thing, but yeah, yeah. Ever, everyone's got a cute, cute effeminate assistant. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. All the all the Imperials do it. Yeah, as you know, as they do when cor- when when in Coruscant. Mm-hmm. Fuck a twink. <laughs> the saying yeah that's the uh, yeah emperor palpatine started it with anakin oh. <laughs> anakin's not a twink he's a twunk <laughs> yes that's true 50 for that's those of true. you who don't know what that is it's a 50 percent hunk 50 percent twink right yeah that's no. what anakin is true true whoa well he's just his assistant in a lot of ways yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Do you think that's a good place to end off? I feel like that's oh, a, I feel sure. Like, I feel like that's a pretty solid place to I don't think we can really get any better than that. Okay. So next week so this episode we are probably going to do three parts of this book instead of four. Because it's only three hundred pages. Yeah. Or usually it's four hundred pages. Mm-hmm. So we'll read a hundred so. pages at a time. Next week we'll read up to page two hundred. The next week you're going to be on vacation, so we're going to be doing yep. a break to just do... We have a pre-recorded episode for that week. Yep. And then the week after that, we'll do our final piece of Inferno Squad. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, we'll read some more. I'm really excited. It's a, a quick read, an easy read, because it's very enjoyable. It's great. Yeah, I can't wait to yeah. read the next part. Mm-hmm. Be exciting to uh, play the game, too having care caring about these characters when does the game come up pretty soon right november oh not that soon okay yeah well that's fine okay well imperial heart signing off it was a good week nobody died if you'd like to find more stuff about star wars from me and jamie you can check out our website at imperialhearts.com or tweet at us at imperial underscore hearts If you'd like to help support the show, you can rate or review us on iTunes, or you can contribute to our Patreon at patreon.com slash imperialhearts. Special thanks to patrons Ryan and Zach for helping us meet our first funding goals. The music used in this podcast is clips from the song Barbarian by Pierre Lowe. This podcast is not endorsed in any way by the Disney Company or Lucasfilm Limited. It is intended for entertainment purposes only, and all Star Wars people, names, and places, and anything else, is copyright of Disney and the respective copyright and trademark holders. The ship of the week is the TIE Silencer, also known as the TIE VN Space Superiority Fighter used by Kylo Ren during the First Order's conflict with the Resistance. Think about it.